Welcome to Unleash Your Niche with me, Amy Cager, the podcast aimed at helping you get clear in your business niche and identity so you can stand out, become the go-to person in your field and attract more of the right customers. Enjoy the episode. keep thinking, why is that person being picked to talk about that subject when I know more than they do? Or maybe you find people are referring other people to their friends, to their peers, and you're left thinking, "Um, what about me? I do that too. (laughs) Like, what? Why aren't you referring me? Or even worse, when you happen to mention something that you do, you get the response, oh, I didn't know you did that. You don't want to be the best kept secret. It can sometimes sound quite good. You're this amazing little treasure that people need to be in the know to to know what you do and how you help. But when you think about it, it's not that great. (laughs) You know, it's not the best idea to be thought of as you are a bit of a secret. You want people to know about you. You want everybody to know that you're awesome at what you do so people will come running to work with you or have you as a guest on their podcast, have you as a guest expert in their membership, whatever. You want to be known as that person. You don't want people to not know what you do. So, How do you start to position yourself as that go-to person? So you know you should want to be a go-to person. You want people to be coming to you to be the first person they think of. But where do you start? What things should you be getting in place to start positioning yourself? So today I'm going to go through three things that you should be getting in place, thinking about. And plus I have a cheeky little bonus one as well at the end. So stay tuned for that one. First things first, you need to get the base sorted. So pretty much for every business and definitely for every online business, this is your website. So this is your little home of your business that you can bring people to so that they can see more about what you do and can see how you help, uh, what you offer, can see how they work with you or read some of your content if you've got blogs, watch your videos, whatever. This is your little hub, your little home, and this is where all your content should stem to. So it does need to reflect what it is that you do, not what you did two years ago, not what you did six months ago. So it's thinking about, you know, does your website reflect what you do now? Or is it full of loads of old messaging? So it may be that you don't even need to have a look at it, you know, you know that it's out of date, you know that it's not showing your best self. And, you know, websites can be a bit of a beast, you know, they, they can be a bit of a can of worms, you start to change one page, and then you realise that, you know, all the other pages are even worse now, and they're even more out of place. You know, it's a bit like when you start painting a room, you think, oh, just one wall needs to be refreshed. And you paint that one and realise all the other three walls look really dull and they all need repainting as well. So it is a little bit like that, but it is really important that your website does reflect 
what it is you do now. And this is really important to get all the pages on the same page (laughs) as well. So everything's saying the same thing, it will be a much stronger and more powerful message as well. And this is important because you want your A-list client to know they're in the right place and not click off your website when they land on your website, but to instead have them scroll, have a little bit of a look around. You want them to know that they're in the right place and they want to find out more. And it also helps having a coherent website that helps back up when someone wants to have you as a guest expert or speaker, whatever, for their audience. They want to book you to speak about a particular subject, but absolutely everything else on your website all seems to be talking about something else doesn't join up. I'm actually going to do a lot more about websites. They are really, really important. You know, I think for yourself as well, I think psychologically, when your website is not aligned to what you do now, sometimes you yourself, you know, if it's not aligned, sometimes you don't feel very aligned to your business. If you know that your website's out of date and saying the wrong things, it can kind of cause confusion in your own head. You know, you don't want people to see it. You feel awkward about sending anyone there. You might be put off putting content on your website because you're thinking, well, what's the point if everything else is talking about something else? It's going to look really random to start having all my blog posts, all my videos talking about something completely different. And then I think it starts to impact your own confidence with how you see your business. But also, of course, It's really important for your potential customers to know how you help. I used to design websites. So I thought, why am I not combining more on this about websites? You know, it makes total sense for me to start talking more about websites. I know a lot of people struggle with what to put on their websites, how they should be talking about what they do on their websites. So I will be focusing a lot more on saying all the right things, being as strong as it possibly can with all your messaging and and all that good stuff. So watch this space. So if you have any questions about your website, whether you're starting one and you're not sure what to put on it, or you already have one, but you think your messaging is all a bit of a mess, then do let me know. Yeah, so there's going to be more about websites because I say they are really important to say, position yourself as a go-to expert for people to know what it is you do and clearly know what you do as well. So number two is your content. So talking about websites kind of goes on nicely to content. You can't just say you're an expert on something and have absolutely nothing on the subject at all whatsoever. (laughs) You know, if you're going to talk the talk, you need to walk the walk as well. And content is the perfect place, the best place to be able to show off your knowledge on your subject, on the thing that you are helping people with, showing people what it is that you do to back up that you are indeed that expert, that go-to person. So I recommend that you have at least four pieces of content and that, you know, could be a blog, a podcast, videos. So four pieces is a good place to start. It's showing you know your stuff. There's enough there that people can read more than one thing or watch more than one thing or listen to more than one thing. It's backing it up. It's not just the one piece and people are wanting more. But obviously, you know, the more stuff you have, better you are at positioning yourself as somebody who knows their stuff. If you've got 20 pieces, 30 pieces, you obviously know your stuff, you talk about it all the time. And that's not to say you need to have 20 or 30 straight away. Obviously, that's over half a year or or however long, you know, 30 weeks. So it's, it's just thinking about that, but getting things in place, showing that you are the expert in the things that you do. So if you're not producing anything and therefore not answering anyone's questions, then they aren't really going to think about you. If they do have that problem, 
you may not be the first person that comes to mind just because they haven't read anything, seen any videos or whatever. It's You're less likely to be remembered. But if someone has been reading your blog posts or watching your videos or, or listening to your podcast, however you do your content, and they're getting a lot out of them, you know, they're enjoying them, they think they're good, they're picking up some tips, or even they may not even be reading them, but they can see that you are constantly creating content. Every week you're producing something, the titles sound good, it's there in their mind for when they need it. They are more likely to think about you. They're going to come to you because they're going to think about you first. Or if a friend needs help, they're going to recommend you. They're going to say, oh, I've been reading this really great blog. This person is really good. They know their stuff. So it's going to help. It all adds up. And it's all about building that know, like and trust. It's get people getting to know you first. Then they will start to warm to you. They'll start to like you. And then they'll trust you. And people aren't going to buy from you if they haven't got all those three things in place. And the trust thing is, is the important thing. And that's built over time. This is where content comes into play. Trust is really important as it backs up your claim that you are indeed that expert, that you are proving that you know your stuff. You know, and it's the same with any kind of expertness that you may want help with. So if you're going to hire a doctor and you want to find a specialist in stomach issues, you know, you wouldn't necessarily choose someone who just says they are a stomach doctor or whatever the uh, gastro, <laughs> the actual official word is gastrotron, big word. Um, <laughs> you know, you're going to choose somebody who you go on their website and they've got loads of blog posts or videos that is giving great advice about stomach problems, like why people have them, how you can improve them, things you should be trying you feel that they really, really know their stuff. They're not talking about feet. They're not talking about headaches. They're all talking about stomach stuff. You are going to feel much more comfortable with them. You are going to really trust them. You are going to choose them over somebody else. It's all about backing up that you are the expert on that certain thing. And it helps with customers choosing you over somebody else. And it's exactly the same with what you do. So it's really thinking about that. So think of the doctor example. So if you're thinking, okay, content, something I need to do on the to-do list now, but where do you start? You're not, you haven't produced anything yet. You want to start positioning yourself, but where do you start? The main thing is to start with the, the big questions or the main questions that people come to you with or that you know that they have. It's getting those big questions answered and you can go into more detail, little nuances and things as you go along, the more pieces of content you produce. I'm just giving some quick tips that people can take on board, start thinking about things, start positioning yourself as that expert. And as I said, you can go into the nuances or into more detail on certain topics. It's kind of getting those bigger picture questions answered first. It's a really, really good place to start. And then when it comes to choosing your content, because I know that is something that has a lot of questions, you know, people struggle with that of, oh God, should I do this? Should I do podcasts? Should I do videos? Should I write blogs? If you're just starting, just go with something that you find easy, that is going to take you less time, you know, make it easy for yourself basically at the beginning. And then you can start to think about how do you repurpose your content and all things like that. Once you get comfortable with actually producing content, that's when you can start thinking about things. Once you're comfortable with it, you can start tweaking and adding and making it better. And if you are currently producing content, then think about how best you can use it and how you can repurpose it. How can you get your stuff out there as much as possible? Because you don't want to be creating all this fabulous content and it just being on your website and no one is seeing it. 
But that's something for another time because that could be a whole thing in itself. So we're not going to go down that little rabbit hole today. So, but that's just something I'm thinking about. You can add things as you go. So the third one, number three, is testimonials. And testimonials and reviews are such a great way to use what other people say about you and how good you are at the thing you do, but also position yourself as that expert coming from somebody else, not just you saying how good you are. But it is all about getting that right kind of testimonial. You know, you don't want those testimonials that just really generic and say things like, oh, yes, she was really helpful. I would highly recommend. I mean, that doesn't help anyone, does it really? <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't say anything. I mean, yes, it's great that they found you helpful and that they would highly recommend you. But in what? What did you help them with? It's a bit of a nothing testimonial, a bit of a nothing review, isn't it? So you want testimonial to state how you help them with the thing that you do, that you specialize in, that you're the expert in. And you want to know how it changed their life, how it changed their business. You know, it needs to specifically mention that thing. You don't want generic reviews that could be for anybody, just kind of out the tin reviews. You want them to be personalized to how you have helped so that when others read it, it backs up that you know what you're talking about and you can help with that thing. And it's great that it comes from somebody else, not just you. As I was saying, it's much more powerful when someone else says this person, yep, they are the expert, go to them. So how do you get these testimonials that you really want? The short answer is that you write them yourself. But (laughs) I should go in the long answer because I feel that does need a bit of clarification, (laughs) is that you use their words. So it's things that they've said to you, to your client, your past client. What words or phrases have they actually used to describe things that you've helped them? So you're not making anything up. (laughs) You know, I should absolutely say that, you know, you are not making up something that someone has not said or doesn't believe in. It's what they have actually said to you. And that could be they've said to you face to face, you know, if you've had a meeting with them or on a video call, it could be over the phone, they've said something, it could be on an email, it could be on social media, they posted something, it could even be that they posted on social media to somebody else, could have been that they recommended you in a Facebook group, for example, on a feedback form, wherever they've put something that has said how brilliant you are at that thing. And then what you do is you compile that together, you create something and send it over to them and ask if that's okay, that they can use it. And ask them if they want to add anything or change anything. And Chancellor will just go, that's brilliant. Yes, you can use it. And then you can go ahead and use it. But as I'm saying, it is something that they've said, but you have just compiled it for them. You've done the, the hard work, as it were, for them. It's things that they have actually said, but you just made it a bit more official. And then you can make sure that it is actually saying the things that you want it to say. So it helps other people understand what it is that you do. And also, it's, it's you know, this is a really great way of getting around that whole thing of asking people for testimonials and you know you haven't heard back from them and you've got to ask them again and they don't get back to you and it all starts to get really awkward that you keep chasing for this testimonial you know chances are it's not because they don't want to help you it's just because they you know they're really really busy and also sometimes people find it really hard to know what to say and that's where those generic testimonials come from so you're doing them a favor as well and you know they want to say nice things so they're happy for you to go to them and say you've said this to me can i use it and they'll go yes please do so my bonus for positioning yourself as the go-to expert is p 
pimp yourself out. (laughs) And what I mean by that is that sometimes you just can't wait for people to come to you to be asked to present to their audience, whether that's on stage, on a podcast, in their membership group, whatever. You need to go out and ask and get yourself out there. So you need to start pitching and building relationships with those people that have the audiences that you feel you could really, really help. So if you are going to pitch, I have three tips of how to do that much more successfully. So just three quick ones. So number one is to do your research. This is so important that you do research on that person, on that business, on their audience, all sorts of things. So you know as much about them as you possibly can. Because if you don't do the research and you don't know things, it will show. The second thing is make it personal. You know, there is nothing worse than being sent those generic blanket round robin emails that you know they've sent to absolutely everybody. You know, people want to feel special that you've taken the time, that you understand them, that you have really thought about it. They're not just a number or a piece of paper of, oh God, I've got to pitch to 10 people this month or whatever. They want to know that you've really thought about it and you do really want to help them and their audience. Can you add in something you know about them? You know, ask about their children or the holiday they went on or anything that you know about them. You know, whether you you know they love Star Wars and you love Star Wars as well, you know, bring that up, start talking about it. Just so they know that you've made the effort and you've, you know, you have really thought about it and how you can help. And this kind of goes into research as well as obviously um, being a bit more personal is how it's a benefit to them. It's not just about you and you pitching yourself out there. And the third thing is do something different. You will know I'm all about standing out, getting your business to stand out, be a bit different. You need to imagine that this business, this person is getting emails all the time about people asking, wanting to be on their podcast, wanting to be on their membership. You don't want to be just another email. So how are you going to stand out and catch their attention. So what are you going to do that's different? This is definitely time to think outside the box. Don't do what everyone else is doing. You want to stand out. It will take longer than just writing a quick email saying, hi, can I be on your podcast? But it, you know, it really, really dramatically increases the chances you'll get a yes, which is what you want. So it's much better to do less and more quality than just say blanket out. You do not want to be doing that. The reason this is not number four, but it is a bonus, is that you can't start pitching until you've got those three things in place. So when you want your website to be all saying the right thing, all singing from the same hymn sheet. That was harder to say than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> your content needs to be there. It needs to back up that you know what you are talking about and some really great testimonials as well. So to recap, my three ways to position yourself as the go-to person, as the expert, is number one, get your website sorted. Number two is write, record, however you're going to create your content, some content to prove that you know what you say you know. And number three is get testimonials that show off how you help with that specific problem that you solve. 
And plus, say my bonus one is pimp yourself out. <laughs> Start pitching, getting yourself out there as the expert. Don't always wait for somebody to come to you. Start getting yourself out there and it will snowball as well. People will start seeing you doing these things and they will start asking. I hope those three ways, plus my cheeky bonus, has given you some things to think about if you want to be seen as the go-to person. It's good to get recommendations, but if you really want to grow your business and be seen as the expert, you should really think about getting these things in place. If you want to ask me your questions or have a bit of a chat, then do come and join my Facebook community, Unleash Your Niche where not only do we get to hang out, but there is even more fun stuff about how to get your business to stand out, how to communicate your business effectively and become the go-to person in your field. Just search Unleash Your Niche on Facebook or click on the link in the show notes. I can't wait to see you over there. That's all from me. I'll catch up with you next week or over in the group. Have a cool week. Thanks so much for listening to the Unleash Your Niche podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, do please check out amycager.com where you'll find more to help you get focused and clear on your niche and how to amplify that in your communication.